This is the Introverts Bubble Podcast with a nung of courageous creativity. A place for introverts and homebodies to get out of their heads and have more adventures. Where we talk about the topics that introverts need to air out. Ways around a loud world. Talking about home, work, and everything in between. Because there's nothing wrong with us, but we got problems. And we'll do things our way, alone if ever possible. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today. Today I have Nadia. So, hello Nadia. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so can you just tell everyone what you do and how you got into it? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Nadia Feiner. I'm an international speaker, author, and business coach. Um, I've been around for a while. So although I sound really young, I'm, I'm nearly 40. So I've been um, I've been kind of working independently for over 10 years now. Um, I started out in marketing. Um, I worked for a variety of uh, big name companies and from there I went on to become a consultant working for an innovation company which was really cool. Um, There were a lot of (laughs) beanbags, they (laughs) thought they were really trendy, yeah there were loads of beanbags and then I left there and wrote a book um, with my friend Emily called More to Life Than Shoes and it was all about inspirational women and how they'd achieved what they achieved and to see if we could kind of learn some stuff and see if it would rub off on us and from there after I did that I set up a women's network because the writing process was lonely and I decided it would be cool to bring together women who also had big big plans and I grew that business that was my first business and from there Um, I set up a couple of other businesses and eventually um, became a business coach working on my own with my own personal brand. And um, as for the writing side of things, I've just written another book, actually. So that was my second book. So, yeah, it's been a long process. I didn't just wake up one morning and go, I've decided to become a business coach. Um, It was more of a kind of evolution shall we say yes and I I feel like there's so many people who read all these books and even though they talk about yes it took years but like the in-between point to get there they're like oh and that was like like two pages I'm like okay this doesn't tell me like I need to know your struggle like specifically yeah there's there's been struggle um I have some really I have some stories I could tell you oh um, about the things that I've been through along the way um but yeah it's been an interesting journey for me because um you know where I am now with a personal brand with me at the center and it you know invisible for all to see and I'm doing this you know I'm being interviewed by you I have my own podcast as well and you know I'm out there and that's been a journey in itself just kind of getting to this point um where I felt comfortable being able to be myself and comfortable being able to um be you know confident enough to to do these things and to grow my own business so yeah it's taken me a while but I think the stuff I've learned along the way has really helped me and helps me empathize with my clients as well okay so what are like what is one good example you have about how you help women with whatever you do with, with businesses and everything else Yeah, so um, I specialise in helping women to go from 
being kind of freelance or running a business by themselves to scaling up. I often see that people are working really hard but not making much money um, and we all have other stuff going on in their in our lives, um, whether it's kids or dogs or hobbies and, um, you know, we don't want to work all the hours in the day. So I really help people to create businesses that work around their lives so they're scaled um, and by that I mean not selling your time for money necessarily because if you don't have much time you're not going to make much money um, <laughs> it's obvious really so um, I look at helping them to do things like um, create packages the way they you know they sell their services in packages we review their pricing look at how to differentiate them from everybody else um, because that's one of the things I think we really struggle with. We look around and we see what everyone's doing and we think, oh my God, I need to be like them. Um, they're better than me. They're more shiny and fancy than me. I need to be like that. So I help people to create unique brands as well so that they stand out from the crowd. Um, yeah, so I guess it's business strategy, but combined with some mindset stuff. And essentially that's because I've been through it myself. So... Um, you can probably tell from listening to me that um, I don't sound like everybody else. And, um, you know, sounding the way I do, um, people often mistake me for a child. And so that's been an interesting thing to try and overcome um, oh, yeah. as a professional person. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've had a couple times when people have heard my podcast, and they're like, why are you in a group of women in podcasting? You sound like a man. I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> just yeah, because I, I'm not, I, I don't have a, a very feminine voice, and I'm, I'm also, I'm a little vulgar in the way I talk sometimes <laughs> compared to most women that everyone else hears. They're all so nice and sweet, and like, I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's, it's interesting because voice, I mean, I'm not like, a voice professional or anything so I don't know about the science behind it but voice is a very personal thing and yet what I find strange is that people feel that they can comment on the way that you sound um and it's part of who you are and yet you know I get comments pretty much on a daily basis um around the way I sound so for example you know most weeks, someone will say to me, oh, you should do cartoon voiceovers. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I know, thanks. Um, I also get people asking to speak to my mum um, <laughs> most most of the time. Like when they ring up, they, they ring the house and they're like, uh, can I speak to Mrs. Finer? And I'm like, I am Mrs. Finer. And they're like, oh, no, no, can we speak to your mum? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I am the mum you crazy fool yeah. um so that happens a lot yeah it is kind of constant and like professionally it's been an issue um because you know I've had bosses where they've said oh you know she might sound like a little girl but she you know she honestly she does know what she's talking about and you think oh okay that's that's good to point that out to a client. So yeah, it's weird. I think with voice, people feel like they can comment on the way you sound, and you would you're not going to take offence or um, you know, take it personally. But it is personal. Yeah, well, you can't really change it. Like you can kind of <laughs> do little things, but it's not. 
Also, it's too much work. I ain't going to change yeah, that. It's too much work. I've been shipped off to elocution lessons lots of times by employers. Um, so you start to see why maybe I decided to leave employment. Um, yeah, no, I've been shipped off and like laid on the floor, like, you know, Colin Firth in uh, the Queen, the King's Speech. Jeez. Oh, you know, yeah, like lying on the floor trying to breathe differently. But imagine if every time you opened your mouth, um, to speak, you had to breathe in a different way or try and be different. Um, imagine how that would affect what comes out of your mouth, not just the sound, but you'd be so reserved and held back. And I think, um, you know, when you're running a business and you want to be yourself, <laughs> the fact that you'd have to check yourself every time you spoke would not be ideal. Oh, no. And well, how did, how have you gotten over that self-doubt about it all? Because even yeah. having your own employers kind of go on, you're like, yeah, you need you need to change this if you can, because you everything else is great except for this. I'm kind of, <laughs> like, how do you get over that? <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, you can't make it up. I think when it even it was it was something I could have lived with, but I think that really just didn't help over the years, and I um, it it really did affect my confidence. And then when I started a, a business. Um, I started the first business, I was by myself, that was fine. And then I went into business partnership with somebody um, when I was running a PR business because I felt like I needed someone who was bigger than me, ballsier, you know, a bit brasher than me, so that I could almost hide in the background and she'd be at the front, you know, being the face of things. And um, it did really affect me and it didn't go well in the end. We had It, it ended badly. Um because I think, you know, I'd sort of, I brought that, I'd sort of brought a bullying personality into the business. Do you know what I mean? Because I felt like I needed that kind of dominant personality to make up for my lack of um, yeah. confidence. So it didn't pan out well, um, went really badly wrong. And I think when that happened and I ended up, you know, with no business after that, um, lying on the sofa, eating ice cream, um, I decided something had to change at that point um, because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go on like that. If I was going to start another business, start from scratch, I had to be myself. I had to put myself at the heart of business and stop hiding, um, stop trying to be like a fake <laughs> version of myself and just get over my fears. So um, I remember this quote that I uncovered. I don't know if you've heard it by Joseph Campbell. Oh. Um, and he said, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Oh, I love Joseph. I love Campbell so much. I Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that quote, it literally like makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. I haven't got a really hairy neck in case you're wondering. <laughs> but like, it makes you go funny when you hear that. So the idea, like, for me was that my voice was my cave, you know, the thing that I was hiding from could actually be the thing that makes me stand out. Um, and, and, you know, it turns out that he's right, you know, the thing that makes you want to throw up, um, if you really kind of lean into it, that's, it's going to lead to more success. So eventually, I, I guess I just grew a pair and decided to kind of, embrace the thing I knew that I had to do it because it's so obvious you know when I stand up and give a talk or you know and I'm shaking <laughs> and then I open my mouth 
something if I'm kind of looks at me funny you know I kind of have to address it because if I don't it's like the elephant in the room um so I decided at that point that I would create a unique brand around my voice um and be really open about it so I I came up with the, the line little voice big business and that became my brand and my podcast and you know since I decided to be myself and embrace it um embrace my little voice I've not really looked back you know I'm not a multi-millionaire or anything or a celebrity <laughs> or a business legend particularly but you know what I've done I think is create a business that allows me to scale um it allows me to be myself and it gets results for my clients and I think you know there's not necessarily a magic solution to overcoming fear. I think it's just a question of leaning into it and taking action. So for me, it was about stopping hiding. And I know that given the chance, I'd go back to hiding. You know, I know that when I get out of the habit of doing interviews or giving talks or making videos, I go back to hiding behind my computer, not speaking to anybody. And then I'll try and make a phone call and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to do that because they'll laugh at me. And I think, oh my God, you know, you're nearly 40, get a grip. Yeah, I've definitely had that too. Like it it took me a while to finally do the podcast, even though I've been wanting to do one for like a year. And because like, yeah, being being quite introvert, I'm like, I want to just, I, I was okay with taking having my own pictures put out there because it was part of my brand. I was part of, like, it's, I'm part of the actual brand. And then I was like, but I, I feel like this is going, I needed to do something that was better for the people I'm trying to help. At mm-hmm. some point, I will do video. I'm doing small ones that are, like, boomerangs and little things on, like, Instagram and Facebook. And I'm, I'm working my way up. And I feel like that's the thing that people have to remember is that it's, this is a, it's a very slow process and it's a hundred little steps yeah, of like finally it, it really is and it's I remember um so, vid, so for me it was because it's all connected to voice you know I, I couldn't even phone somebody <laughs> I didn't know because I thought they'd laugh at me I wouldn't leave a voicemail um I I still don't really leave voicemails, which is ridiculous. Um, I, you know, video and talks and all that sort of stuff freak me out completely. But I've pushed myself over the past few years, every step of the way. I just have to force myself to do it. And I remember the day I, I kind of got cajoled into recording a video. And it was about three or four years ago. Um, and I'd never done one because I was just you know, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you record how you look and sound? It's like a double whammy of embarrassment. Um, I did it and I was so relieved that I cried afterwards. Oh my God, such a loser. But the thing was, I think I just built it up into such a big deal that when I did it, I realised it wasn't really that scary and I looked all right. And yeah, I sounded like me, but nothing terrible was going to happen. And it was just a relief in a way, you know, that you yeah. build something up into this kind of awful, um, scary big monster and then it, it kind of turns out not to be. And so I, I've since then I've just decided to keep pushing myself a little bit at a time, like you said, with the little steps. Um, 
one, you know, if you're not quite ready to do full-on videos, then the boom work thing seems really cool. And then you just build up to it gradually, you know. And I think people want you to succeed. That's what I've realised too. And um, when I started to kind of, like, own my insecurities or admit and admit them and talk about them and tell people, you know, that I am nervous when I'm doing a talk or... You know that I, I'd rather you know manage a situation a slightly different way because I'm a bit shy and I find it difficult. Um, when I'm honest about that, people understand and and they're happy. You know they they're happy to try and make stuff work for you. And I think you also connect with your people, um, in a more authentic way. You know, yeah. if I started being all like, if I started. Um, you know, swanning or I always think about there is there's a kind of an image that people have in their mind when they think about business coaches. If I started to be like that, you know, swanning around, flaunting my jewels and my expensive stuff and being all fancy and pretending to be, you know, super confident and super shiny, people would just think I was a bit of a dick, to be honest. (laughs) Um, They would, wouldn't they? Whereas if you just admit the fact that you're nervous about something or you're a bit shy, you tend to attract people who are like you as well, you know? They get it and you get them and it's just like a a mutual loving. It's much better. Yes, and the strange thing that I noticed too is when I do something and I already tell people that I'm nervous about it or I'm just being shy, as long as they don't tell say anything about it, like I don't I don't need encouragement and I don't need criticism. Like if, if I literally get no feedback, I am actually happy about it because I'm kind of <laughs> if later, if I get once I get a little more comfortable with it, then I want feedback, okay, how do you get better? But like when I first start, I'm like, no, I want no I want no criticism. I want no I don't want you to tell me, Oh, you did great because now I'm like, stop talking to me. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It just sort of makes you feel, like, just awkward. I mean, it's interesting. I am supposed to be planning my 40th birthday. Oh, my God. Massive midlife crisis up ahead. (laughs) And I don't want to do it. I don't want to be the centre of attention like that at a party. And actually, now I'm a bit older, I feel like I can just tell people that I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to try and please everybody else around me. Um, so I'm just a bit more comfortable these days in what's, you know, what works for me. And I think, um, in business, I feel like it's about trying to create something that works for you and your life, but also like the way you are. So for me, I like working from home and I like the fact that the dog is currently under the desk. Oh, so is mine. (laughs) He's so cute and fluffy, bit annoying, but very cute. Um, (laughs) And I feel like that's okay. It's okay for me to have ambitions and goals and to want to go big in my business, but the kind of big that I want rather than someone else telling me that I should want. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't want to be also on TV. I don't want also Oprah to be, like, endorsing me. I was like, I just want maybe, like, my local news to be like, oh, yeah, she did a good job, and I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I want my, you know, my tribe of fans and I want to be doing a great job for my clients. And, um, you know, I talk about the little big business. So in my book, I talk a bit about that. And it's about going big, you know, as big as you want, but keeping things little and straightforward and streamlined and 
not having all the complications just because it looks fancy. You know, you want this kind of serenely money-making machine, not like investors and partners and, you know, all the stuff that's just too complicated. So I kind of bring that into my work as well. And I think that a lot of people who, you know, who have the sort of the, the challenge of the confidence stuff, they will get that, you know, the idea that, you want to go big, but only as big as you want to be. Yeah. And so did your work kind of influence what you wrote in that book? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so the book, it's weird. It's like quite personal in some ways. It's um, I t- tell stories of the things that I've experienced, and it's quite raw um, in parts around the challenges that I faced. And then it goes on to talking about strategies and sensible things you can do to scale up your business because um you know it's called little me big business and so it, you know the idea is that you're you're little insofar as you just work by yourself you keep things simple but you want to go big and I'm not saying like multi-billion dollar you know global enterprise but it's more like going big in your pajamas keeping things really simple but also um you know you're little because potentially you're struggling with some of the things I've struggled with around confidence and self-belief. Um, and it's how to overcome those things um, in your business so that you can, you know, move forward and stop stop holding yourself back. Uh, yeah, no, I'll definitely have to check that book out because I, I love those kind of business books. And um, <laughs> yeah. I do have a very big uh, following on um Goodreads, actually. I don't know how oh, I got do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that was a very easy I... for me to do because I, I, I've worked at several bookstores, a couple college oh. ones, a couple other regular bookstores. And so I, I always got free books or I was able to find, like, really good authors. And, of course, I just like writing reviews because I like telling other people about really good books. I like helping authors along. And also, I, 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 just, I just put it on there and then I didn't check for, like, a year because I was just, I was just writing things down. All of a sudden, I'm looking. Why the hell do I have 400 people on here? <laughs> That's so cool. Well, I'll definitely send you a copy of my book. I think you'll like it. Um, I think you know if anyone out there it, it wants to write a book, it's a brilliant experience, and I think it can really help your business as well. So for me, it really it's really brought together my thinking. You know, it's helped me to kind of consolidate my methodology. Um, but also, I'm hoping it will connect with my audience again because I've been able to kind of show up and be real in the book rather than um, pretending to be, um, you know, something that I'm not. So it's hopefully it's funny and there's some good stories in there too that will make people laugh and make people go, oh, my God, I can't believe she did that. <laughs> yes. No, I, I've been in the process of writing two books right now. One is a fiction, one is non-fiction, but it's it's more of like, I'm just letting it kind of flow right now. I've only told a couple people, well, not technically, I've told all my listeners, but I'm not giving in details because I'm like, I just don't want the the energy of like, I want to know what it is and all the like nitpicking people around me. So I'm like, okay, it's just the ideas out there, but it's staying with me. Yeah, I like that idea until you're ready to release it onto the world. If you think about, sometimes if you consider ideas and books would, I think, come under that. It's almost like a little seedling that you're you're growing and you have to wait until it's 
um, strong enough to be out in the open. Because if you if you release it before it's ready, you know it could get stamped on by people who are not being careful enough. So yeah, you definitely have to protect your ideas um, and nurture them until they're ready. Um, I feel like as well, you know, the writing process is a really interesting one, and it suits you know it suited me because it's kind of a solitary activity. Yes, which I absolutely <laughs> and, love to do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I would thoroughly recommend it. And if anyone needs a hand or they're looking for advice on how how to do it, um, just pop me a line because I actually did a slightly unusual thing in so far as I did um, a pre-order campaign for my book. Um, so I actually kind of sold it before I'd written it. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of people doing that now. So just so you know it's that people want it before you actually finish it. <laughs> exactly. And in business, I definitely recommend that approach because ultimately when you create something new, it's much better to get paid um, and then create it so that you're, you know, you've got the money in the bank, you know, people want it rather than a lot of us. I think we get into the habit of making stuff because we like it and it's fun. And then we don't ever release it into the world or we, you know, we struggle to sell it because it's not precisely what our people want. Okay, so I'll definitely be putting a link to your pre-sale, um, your website and your social media on my show notes as well as my blog post. But is there any one, any last tips you want to give anybody before we go? Yeah, my, my advice would be to embrace the thing that's unique about you. Um, maybe it's the thing that you've been hiding or the thing that, you know, you've been reluctant to shine a light on. I think if we all embraced our big personalities in business um, and in life, the world would be a much more interesting place. And I think that we would attract, you'll attract your tribe, your super fans who resonate with you and who connect with your message. And that will enable you to grow and grow your business, have a bigger impact on the world. Um, and yeah, the world doesn't need us to all just be copycats and uh, be um, being fake and being trying to be like everybody else. Super boring. So yeah, be yourself. All right. Uh, thank you for coming on again. You're welcome. And yeah, come check out my book. It's out in um, in September. Um, the ebook comes out in June. So yeah, not long to wait now. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For full show notes, links, check out freebies, or to give a donation, head over to CourageousCreativity.co. Link is in the show notes. As always, please leave a review.